0: Starting in quarantine without an end in sight, we're bringing to you advice and good conversation from one teenager to another. This is Chelsea and Sonica with Armbridge, a podcast we hope to be informative and reflective of the everyday world around us. Again, thank you for joining us today. Today, it is April 21st, 2020. And last week, we sort of had a warm-up episode where we took everyone's sort of suggestions and questions, and we helped to give advice. Hopefully, we helped to give advice. And um, would you like to actually introduce today's topic? It's pretty yeah, different okay. from what
1: It is. We, that really was a warm-up. So <laughs> what we asked this week to you guys is, what are some things that need to be addressed in the music industry? And boy, did we get some <laughs> spicy replies. I woo, I got to do some research. Oh, yeah. I'm just
0: going to go and talk to you on this one then. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I well, okay, so for
1: it. me, I got a lot of questions. I thought it'd be way too much to cover in 50 minutes. So I grouped it into, like, easy statements that are, like, opinions, and we can just give our opinion, I guess. Okay. Next is okay. sexism and, like, racism in the music industry and oh. how that affects oh. artists.
0: Yeah. I,
1: ooh, ooh, so the tea's hot. Um, next <laughs> is, like, explicit lyrics, um, objectification,
0: you know, that kind of stuff. In we did actually talk about music. that a lot though. Um, yeah, just in, just in like, Casual. yeah, we well, were talking about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, then this one was kind of a standalone. There are two standalone questions that were pretty unique, and I like those. Uh, one was streaming music and its effect on artist compensation. And the other one oh. was, um, yeah, suing artists over stuff like scales or chord progressions and like
0: oh, how true.
1: that. I thought both were super interesting. So, all right, um, let's do this
0: okay great so Probably you can see what sort of... your... oh my bad uh, <laughs> the only, mine were pretty much the same i guess um but one of them was like uh how an artist would classify themselves in terms of genre so that was sort of one i thought was interesting but i guess we can start with your first one which i already forgot
1: <laughs> okay so we'll start off with the easy statements or like the opinion statement type ones because those are like yeah, yeah. pretty chill to respond to and then we'll get heated mm-hmm as this hour progresses. Um, so the first one was a statement. It was more SoundCloud rappers with the muscle emoji. <laughs> that
0: was the statement. Like, there should be more SoundCloud
1: I don't know. Ra- that was the
0: statement, more <laughs> SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Based on the person, I guess, I don't either. Oh. Like, I heard, I don't know, I, I'm not really, I am all for, I guess, like, uh, promoting yourself. Yeah. through platforms like that but it really makes me wonder how some of these people got famous you know i like <laughs> no wonder problem. exactly i don't <laughs> know if you, it's like massive mean, you field, you? Or, but i guess like sort of the question that comes out from this is like how does that does that in any way like devalue music because i know some people that are critical of like soundcloud rappers are like oh they don't have substance yeah. or like more old school rappers are like you know i i worked hard in my time, and I actually thought about my lyrics, but then, like, these kids are out here doing this and that, talking whatever. about things.
1: But I think right. that goes both ways. I mean, you have some people that are, like, signed with labels, too, that, like, put out shallow or, like, demeaning or just, like, oh, yeah, I mean, quote, for unquote, sure. Not thoughtful music, right? I think it's just yeah. SoundCloud and other, like, streaming platforms like this give easier access. And it goes two ways, too, because, like, if you look at current artists, like, if i don't have it wrong i think doja cat she also started on soundcloud itself um oh. a lot of the like mainstream rappers today started on soundcloud and they're like objectively good so i think i mean if you have a platform that provides easy access and an easier way to publish your music you're going to get both but i think it still has its merits mm. uh do you want to do one of yours we can start there and then we can go into like my
0: oh uh, let me chat with... I think a lot of mine were pretty similar to yours, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think one of the most like prominent ones that was like without like throughout the theme of all the questions that I got or inquiries was um, how like double standards are addressed, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you have some inquiries that are similar as well.
1: What do you mean like double standards? Because that, again, can exist in multiple categories.
0: Uh, I assume it's in the context of, like, male and female musicians. Male female? Okay, so yeah. do you want to
1: just get into that? Because, like, I have...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I feel like one that'll of your be questions... like a huge part of it.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a pretty big chunk. Um, <laughs> a chunk. I kind of grouped a bunch of them together, so I have two of mine. Uh, one says sexism. There's a lot of it. Yes. Um, I have, <laughs> yes. I have some articles to prove it. Oh, my. <laughs> then it says Taylor Swift she deserves none of the hate that she gets which I agree and I will address that um, and then the third well that was one of your questions objectification of female artists and then uh, I kind of grouped a fourth one together because the article addresses both at the same time um, is the treatment of like POC artists and like how they're oh, for sure. disregarded by the Western industry by like a lot <laughs> we see that a lot nowadays yeah. but um, <laughs> We'll start with like male and female disparity. Um, okay, so I printed an article from Forbes because I was doing a bit of research beforehand. you locked and loaded. <laughs> When I get passionate about things, you know I like music stuff. Mm-hmm. If it means calling out the industry and becoming their enemy, then so be it. <laughs> okay, um, so this is from Forbes. It is an article by, shoot, let me see who, so I can like credit them and not get sued. Uh, by Caitlin Kelly. Thank you, Caitlin Kelly, Miss Caitlin Kelly. <laughs> but uh, it was talking first about like women, like yeah, women in the music industry in general. Um, it was talking about a study led by Dr. Stacy L. Smith. In in quotes, the inclusion in the recording studio. Um. So this is a report that, rem- that marks the initiative's second annual investigation into the music industry. I'm reading exactly from the article and then we can like, talk about it afterwards. Um, to study the gender and race of industries core professions, the researchers looked at 700 top songs on Billboard's year-end Hot 100 chart between 2012 and 2018. Across the three creative roles highlighted in the study, women make up point, 21.7% of artists, 12.3% of songwriters, and only 2.1% of producers. I was like, that's oh. not good. This was released just five days ahead of this year's Grammys. Since it was written in 2019, that would be last year. Um, the report once again, once again proves that last year's Grammy So Male hashtag trended for a good reason. Um, so. There's our little statistic of the day.
0: That's like, I don't know. I hate to say that I am not as surprised. Like, I mean, I guess it's, it's like, like really people- hard as a woman to, to come out and do what you want. I In, the, yeah. in a sense, like, um, but it's I can't really attribute as to why. I mean, I guess because of the fact that, like, I mean, it's been a while since... Um, I don't even know where I'm going with that. (laughs) I'm not really Uh, sure, because you'd have to trace it back really far, I guess.
1: You would. Okay, if if we go a little further down in the article, Um, It says that researchers also interviewed 75 female songwriters and producers to gain insight into their lived experiences of women in music. Um, Over 40% of the respondents admitted admitted their colleagues dismissed or discounted their work or skills. Meanwhile, 39% have experienced stereotyping and sexualization. A third said the music industry is male-dominated and a quarter experienced being the only woman in a recording studio. So I think that's a big part of it. Like the study... We're trying to find like the cause for why women are so like, are such a small minority of mm. like Billboard Hot 100s lists. But I think I mean I think that would definitely contribute to it. Like if I were the only woman in a recording studio, if I were a songwriter that was constantly being being discounted for my lyrics and told I'm not enough, like that's discouraging. Whether you want it to affect you or not, like it does get in the mm. way. And it makes things a lot harder to do, so,
0: yeah. Um, I guess it's also sort of attributed to, like, when we were talking about um, what femininity meant, you know, sort of in our last episode tying back to that. I guess, like, with more, with, like, male artists, right, you have, like, a bigger range expected of you. Like, Mm -hmm. you can be sensitive, you don't have to, you can be, like, hardcore in terms of, like, the genres of music, but femininity is seen as being, like, gentle already yeah yeah and so there's not once you start becoming flexible it's like weird because people aren't really used to that
1: yeah exactly. that's sort of
0: where you fall in
1: and that's why i think uh someone brought up taylor swift right i think we could bring her in now mm -hmm. right she kind of shows that range you were talking about where it's like she she's a businesswoman like there's no denying that like if you yes
0: yes for take sure.
1: yourself and like market yourself and brand yourself to the extent that she did like that's insane and you could tell the industry's not used to that because she's done so many different things for artists like she's the one that called out streaming services for underpaying artists for their work mm-hmm. she's the one that's taken so many moves set so many trends like did so many things for the industry while like while maintaining that kind of like feminine personality. Like if you look at Lover Mm -hmm. or Speak Now or like a lot of her albums are very feminine, right? But Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know, the industry just can't process both of those at the same time.
0: (laughs) It was like in an attempt to sort of just like keep her in that like small range that people are expected of her. Like, I mean, um, this is like something pretty common, but people were like at the time before oh, like, every time she dates a man, she writes a song about him, yada, yeah, yada, it's, like, would, just an excuse to, like, contain all her in your this, favorite, like, yeah, male artists also do the same thing, but no one's yeah, talking about that, yeah, I mean, it's that. not, you know, it's Hollywood, you're gonna yeah. do stuff, like, that brings up you your know. double
1: standard thing, right, where it's, like, the same thing male artists get away with, a lot of times, female artists just can't, like, And this is one example where Taylor Swift, like, constantly criticized for writing songs about her boyfriends or her love life, when, like, literally everyone else is doing that.
0: And, like, it's, I mean, the double standard is also attributed to that range, you know? Like, if an artist decides to talk about maybe, I don't know, like, topic A, right? They have more room to say whatever they want, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because it's just, like, socially acceptable that that's, like, okay, or whatever. Like, I admit, I've been lis- I listen to songs, and sometimes, like, an explicit or, like, sexual lyric comes up, and then I'm like, okay, whatever, I'm gonna move on. But, like, I think being more conscious of those little things, like, shows how much the double standard has, like, sort of infiltrated, and how much people mm-hmm. can, like, kind of get away with, I guess. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Um, Yeah. Do you have any other comments to the...
0: All of mine were kind of similar to yours. Not gonna okay. uh, well, the uh, only specific one was like the genre, like how artists should classify themselves as genre.
1: Oh yeah, we can go to that next. I have the people oh, of color okay. question next, but yeah, we'll mm-hmm. go to genre first and then we can bring up. Okay, Race. is the most
0: common? <laughs> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we're both, well. Okay, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that.
1: Both people of color, we have opinions, and they are valid. (laughs) That's
0: what I was gonna say, you know what? Here we go. Um, But yeah, I guess the first thing I can kind of think about when I go to that is like this, I don't know if you've seen this, I know you keep up with the Grammys and stuff, Uh but when um, Tyler the Creator, it also also ties into your POC question, like where Mm -hmm. Tyler the Creator gave a speech, I think he won like best hip-hop album or something for Igor, I don't know what,
1: yeah. But he was mm-hmm. saying
0: like, you know, um like African Americans are always put into like the genre of like hip hop or urban mm-hmm. or whatever. But like after listening to Igor, I could tell it was like a totally a totally new it's a like yeah. experiment. Exactly. But um I guess it sort of makes it's easier for people to understand, like in terms of genre, yeah,
1: um,
0: what kind of music someone does. Because if they're like some people know they don't like I don't know, country music, so they don't listen at all to country music. Um, so it's just a way, I guess, for industries to sort of market the image of their musician, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it sort of does damage to, like, real populations, real communities and, like, real people when that... When are boxing them in, yeah. Like,
1: and... Yeah, um, they're not
0: Tyler anymore, they're not Megan anymore, they're not Doja anymore, whatever, right? They're so, this
1: hip-hop artist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see that with K-pop too. Both of us listen to that and like oh for I sure have, this is this is <laughs> going to tie into the POC question again. I have a lot on this to say. But um like in recent years they started showing up to more western award shows, right? And I'll get into that later. I don't want to like digress too much cuz it's going to be spicy. But you can already see like they're starting to create separate K-pop categories. Like the first time BTS came to billboards, they were part of the everybody category because there wasn't Category for them, right? So they were, yeah, yeah. It's a part of everyone. But as more and more groups become more popular in the West, they're already creating a separate K pop category for these artists to be boxed into. And it's like,
0: why? It's not, like <laughs> helpful. Yeah. Because it's sort of it's encouraging it's... you to think of them differently.
1: Exactly. And it already and when... adds
0: on to, like, you know, other mm-hmm. problems.
1: And when they're not, like, grouped into the same category as, like, best artists or something because now you have best artists you have best latin artists you have best hip-hop artists now you have best k-pop oh, yeah, artists and it's like mm-hmm. the best artist overall is almost never hip-hop quote-unquote so like african-american oh, yeah, or yeah. latin or like k-pop you know it's so it's just keeping them lower in the ranks in all these award shows
0: and it's sort of like a, a willingness to like not accept their creative the diversity. work
1: diversity mm-hmm
0: in a way, yeah. I mean, um, I guess I'm just going to rehash this story real quick, but I know I told you this, but um, if you look up, there's this song called like Trap House by a Korean group called MBA and mm-hmm. they're like a very popular underground hip hop group in Korea. And mm-hmm. like, obviously, um, or anyway, a lot of the comments from Western audiences were like, I don't think any of these guys have ever been to a trap house. And I, and I was like, what in the name of God is a trap house? <laughs> And so I went to Google, I looked it up, and I realized it was, like, a term for, like, a building where you, like, sell drugs and do other illegal activities and whatnot. Um, but I guess it shows, like, I mean, of course, like, maybe they're just not as educated on the term, but it shows, like, that maybe, like, their hip-hop is considered different from just hip-hop as a whole. But really, like, mm-hmm. the rest of their music is pretty pretty normal stuff and pretty hip hop stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, just a social, like, willing was to not really, to like stick with what you're comfortable with rather than like right. accepting other, you know. Differences. Yeah.
1: And I think it goes both ways from your statement too, right? Like on both sides.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Like I definitely
0: thought the title of the song was not appropriate. <laughs> it's <was> not very <laughs> um, well thought out. But yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's like a really difficult thing because I guess like um, foreign artists like understand what's popular and know what works. And right. then in an attempt, but they're to sort still
1: of, placed you know, in the box. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because like, I mean, they're either gonna have to either for popularity, they either have to adapt to Western circumstances or just somehow break through. I don't really know. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, I guess like, yeah, I'm not sure how they would do that. Mm-hmm. Other than, BTS seems to be the exception, um, in breaking out into the Western media. But at the same time, oh, they're West still hates
1: them for it. It's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I y'all like dano style. What was up with that?
1: That, see, okay, so, what you know what, let's that? just go, let's just go into the POC what question, because...
0: Yes, yes, Okay,
1: let's go. so basically the statement was how Western music, or how the Western music industry overlooks people of color or, like, non-white artists. Let's just be oh, yeah. blunt, okay. Um, and so I think I had two examples. One was Air Raiman and, like, Bollywood, I didn't think of gundam style but that's actually a really good example let me write that down Your pen clicking. <laughs> <laughs> writing but that's another good example and like both of those kind of show how like the west treats any foreign music as like a phase right where um oh no my mom's knocking she's gonna come into my room in like five minutes but oh. um okay anyways so air iman's jeho that was Back and that okay. Every Indian's about to like disown me for my pronunciation. <laughs> it's fine. Um, oh, no. This is back in like 2009. <laughs> um, I remember there was like so much hype around it. Like everyone in the U.S. was dancing to j He won like a Grammy. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron as and like he won the Grammy, right? Um, And like Bollywood music was like a whole thing for a solid year. I remember like these dance instructors came to our like after school thing and they taught us to dance and little Indian me was like elated by it. I was like, oh my God, representation (laughs) on y'all's dancer team, what? Like I was so happy for it. But then like once that like hype died down, it was immediately like completely Western focused industry again, right? Same with Gundam style, it had its moment back in, what was, it was so it? random around like, the same time right
0: Ah, it? Oh, it was so random <laughs> <I> mean, hey <laughs> it got um, me into k-pop though Not exactly gonna lie. so it did it, it did a good <laughs>
1: job um so yeah gandamsa also had its moment like a couple-ish years later around the same time right and the west did the same thing they like accepted its like massive hype they accepted the fact that it went viral and garnered like billions of views but then once that hype died down again West was just the West was just like okay, goodbye, take your little trophy, go home, have fun. And then their little exclusive Western group was like don back to dominating all these like award shows and stuff. And I brought I'm talking a lot. I'm really sorry. I just like, oh, I no, it's
0: fine. It's fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> I brought up K-pop again, right? Because um I think this is like the first time we're seeing some form of like foreign quote unquote music. Um, completely dominating the Western scene. Like, I brought up BTS earlier and how they, like, kind of proliferated the Western music industry and when they were invited to, like, award shows, they didn't have a category for them because no one had done it like that before, right? And since then, the genres only grew. Like, you've seen, like, NCT, Monsta X. Now even, like, a lot of girls are making it into the West. Like, it's clear that Mm K-pop is here to stay in the Western industry and it's, like, already proliferated it. But... The West is still kind of trying to treat them like a phase. They're still trying to be like, okay, you got your award. Goodbye, go home, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but they're not going yeah. home because people genuinely enjoy the music now and it's I mean, it's just not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's just because of, I don't know if this like word makes any sense, but it's sort of being like commodified in a way like people are willing to watch like Korean dramas listening to Korean music but then the moment it's like it's real like I guess you sort of make you sort of detach the music from like an actual person mm-hmm. like there are actually people making that music and mm-hmm. um I guess like I guess Korean music is like I wouldn't say more it's more like visual more like high energy exciting and so it's it's like definitely different from western music mm-hmm. but um it's sort of just like again like sort of what we were talking about before people aren't like willing to give up what they already know like exactly. i don't speak korean i'm not gonna listen to this the, like that they just the good. as That's well I
1: remember when parasite won? um yeah what's up with that okay. and every, okay. what, what was the award I show? The <laughs> show i don't remember the award show i think it was That's the like academy the golden awards golden and golden globes
0: yeah and then everyone was yeah. all over here like i'm not gonna read subtitles like it's not gonna hurt you to read subtitles it's not well, I don't know. I guess I'm used to reading subtitles just because I watch a lot of subbed shows. Yeah, that's like up
1: watching Bollywood too. So.
0: I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like just and then just don't watch it. Like you're not yeah. gonna like every movie that you see. Like okay, great, <laughs> like move on. But
1: the justification but, that like people don't want to read subtitles. I don't know. That just irks me. Like it's, dude,
0: it's not that serious. If it's a movie. Xenophobic or something. Like I don't yeah. know. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: But yeah, um, this, I mean, that's kind of what I was trying to get at, where it's like the West is still treating foreign artists like they're a phase and their hype's going to die down. But it's clear that like now that globalization is becoming a huge thing for us, um, and we're, it's like foreign music's also a lot more accessible to the West. They're here to stay, and like the West feels very, very threatened by that. But it's just, it's interesting to see it all play out. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah.
0: But um I don't know. Should we sort of should we sort of like shift to like POCs here? Because I feel like that's also something that we've talked about. That's also an issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, go for it. I was actually gonna take it in the same direction now.
0: Yeah. Um. Honestly, like because I think people tend to sort of neglect the entire premise that like POCs here are like having an issue. um, Oh, what do you mean? Or are sort of like uh, like people sort of say things about certain artists because they're becoming popular, like. Okay, I guess I can explain this with like talking about Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I love her so much, she's great, I love her. I adore huge her. inspiration. Yes. I love her energy. Um, but she started getting like a lot of hate regarding like, I guess, yeah. her you know, her body, her body and her health. Like, people saying, like, Oh, you're not healthy because you're like, you know, you're fat, I but that's like totally the okay. comments over this on I Instagram. I know, like. <laughs> Um, Health looks different for everybody. Yeah, and I always bring up, I always
1: bring up the example, like, the the fact no normal person can sing and dance and play the flute for an hour straight. Play the flute! Play the flute, come on. I can't even walk (laughs) and sing at the same time and I've been singing for 14 years.
0: Like, just add another level on that, amazing.
1: Yeah, like, she, Um, she is healthier than any of us will ever be, I don't, like. I know. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care what y'all have to say. None of us, and I mean none of us, can sing and dance and play the flute at the same time for an hour.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, because, like, it sort of makes me question, like, you know, if she weren't, like, a POC, right? Like, would people treat her differently? Would people be more excited? Mm -hmm. Um, I can't really think of a specific example, but that's
1: because they're pushed down like it's all it's like a subconscious thing that
0: people have i guess (laughs) yeah like when they're you know doing that listening to music that
1: is okay so i've kind of noticed this with a lot of like indian youtubers i'm indian hello for those of those listening (laughs) y'all listening to the podcast that can't see my face um
0: that is sonica (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sonica, i'm the indian person in this podcast (laughs) no but um (laughs) growing up i used to watch a lot of like indian singing youtubers right like you'd have vidya Vox, ba- uh you'd also have what's her name Raja kumari they're both like really 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 talented indian female artists but both of them kind of ended up finding their niche in the bollywood industry that's not to say they didn't want to but like they started off as like us born people like they were born in the us or canada right they were born in the west but they're still kind of placed in that Indian box. And mm-hmm. I can say for Vidya Vox specifically, she started off doing pretty much like English covers. Like she had other covers in like various different in- Indian languages, but she also did like English covers and she spoke English and you know, she's she's an American or Canadian. I don't know if she's from Canada or America, but she's oh. she's <laughs> from the West. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, and it just brings up the fact that like even POC that are born here, we're still kind of pushed into like our home country's label. Like I'm still considered Indian, even though I haven't lived a day in India. I couldn't live there because it's just not where I've grown up. It's not where I've like molded myself, you know? But I know if I were to try and enter the music industry, people would still try to like push me into that
0: label. Like, oh, you're
1: Indian, go stick to your like Bollywood or like whatever.
0: And oh. also that like model minority myth I, I know that's like something <laughs> common for um the Asian American community <laughs> yes it and, is like it's it's really like not true I guess that's also like for other musicians as well like you're not growing up in your home country or maybe in like a specific community like you have American I I guess like values are somewhat universal so that's something like I guess, that you sort of don't really realize, like that everyone you know that might have grown up here Mm -hmm. is also, you know, they have these two parts of them that like you can't really separate. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: And I guess with uh, people like Rich Bryan and um, the whole, like, 88 Rising is also sort of a good, somewhat, um, it's sort of like, it's a really nice movement to see. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like people didn't really take him seriously, I guess, when he sort of came out with his like his first song. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. it, um, Dad Stick. It's really is insane. <laughs> but um, like, I guess if it were someone, you know, from the states or someone who was a SoundCloud rapper, you'd probably think, oh, they're probably take trying to deliver their career. But right. you just see this like short Asian kid with a fanny pack on, and you're talking <laughs> about yeah. police brutality, and it's like, what is this? Like, how is this even? <laughs> Um, Right, no, exactly. Though, yeah, yeah, it's a huge, like, it's like starting to get better, I guess. But I think also, like, some of their criticisms are excuses for people not to admit they're not as comfortable Mm -hmm. with a POC artist. Like, I I guess, like, I guess people like comment certain things on, or I guess, like, POC artists get a lot of like more hate than non POC artists in in a Mm -hmm. way that, like, people will comment things like oh your body is like this or oh your lyrics are like this or oh I don't like this song but it's um,
1: meandering around the fact that it's
0: you know a part of you is like a part of them is like afraid of feeling comfortable listening to people that maybe don't look like them or mm-hmm. whatnot because um, it's like in your subconscious I guess mm-hmm. like you know thinking of people like that
1: I, I just don't get I mean, it because I, I mean both of us have grown up in like a really really diverse city right like and if you go to my Spotify to playlist, imagine. yeah, I literally will find at least five languages in my Spotify playlist right now, <laughs> right here. Let's look at, like, the first 20 songs. We've got, we've got English, we've got Korean, we've got Hindi, we've got Spanish.
0: <laughs> That's already... That's four already.
1: Four, yeah, uh, then we've got French, there we go, five, within 20 songs. Uh,
0: five. Five, <laughs> five. One hit KO.
1: There we go <laughs> but yeah i I, just, I don't get it i don't and um we were talking earlier sorry i'm like really dragging this on but like i have a lot to oh, say no, about it we were talking about um the grammys kind of like boxing everybody into like best latin artists best hip-hop artists best k-pop artists or they don't grammys doesn't have k-pop yet but like billboards you know whoever um yeah. what was i think? <laughs> this whole genre thing is just a very like old-fashioned way of thinking on the industry's part right like every like now that award shows have to encompass foreign acts like you know latin artists or like k-pop or like i don't know maybe somewhere down the line hindi music will like get its big break here i don't know but they box them in genres because this whole genre mentality is just it's it's been there for so long they don't feel like including K-pop artists that have like a hip-hop sound in the normal hip-hop right. category because hip-hop is yeah, sure. associated with like African-American people. So I don't know. I just think that like it's a really archaic mindset and this whole genre thing's not going to work for much longer because as you said, even with Tyler, the creator, it was like he was placed in hip-hop, but...
0: Or something like I don't remember specifically.
1: Some, yeah, but it, it was some yeah. genre, some box when it was like so much bigger than that. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: hopefully that changes in the future. I hope so too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to um, last long. Just seeing the way things are like playing out now.
0: And next guess, question. Uh, or what, what? Yeah? what was this next question? Oh, no, never mind. I forgot. What was your next okay. question? Uh, do you have another in. question? Uh, no, I don't.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, the, ooh, these are the two that I thought were really interesting. So one was streaming music and its effect on artist compensation. Hmm.
0: I also did some I mean, research on,
1: this, if you want.
0: Like, I, I know I researched something about this, like for a project, mm-hmm. for like my research project. But I'm not like, sure. I'm not sure exactly what I found from it. But um, I know like you mentioned that like pirating stuff a long time mm-hmm. ago, like that but, um, yeah, can yeah, kind of help you it. become more invested in um in a certain artist, and that's like definitely true. Um, I think
1: yeah. Because like,
0: like buying albums is also something like nice that you can do mm mm-hmm. um, But yeah, streaming?
1: Okay, so, do, do you want to, oh, yeah. yeah, I have some notes if you want to provide some, like, things we can base mm-hmm. our conversation on. Um, okay, so, the first thing I found, this is from Vox, by the way, so I'm not sure how credible it is, but most of my sources oh, okay. are around the same figures. So, yeah. um, on average, artists earn seven fifths of a dollar, um per stream which is i was oh, well. surprised in a very bad way when i found that out i was like that's it that's less than a cent that is three-fourths of a cent
0: <laughs> they just i can't it takes like what like maybe two streams to get one cent yeah am i and am i doing that correctly yeah Wait.
1: basically i mean you get a little over a cent i mean yeah
0: I, I guess yeah something like two that.
1: streams and so based on that figure they'd make only seven dollars and fifty cents per one thousand streams um now i took it upon myself to do a little bit of math um i found the average income for american households i think this was last year it was about fifty thousand i rounded it up for the sake of like making math easier for me um and in order to make that like average income you would need almost seven million streams Uh-huh.
0: On <laughs> I, I just had a moment, like just pausing, like okay, great. No, we're not lot. great. Well, that's a whole country. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, doesn't that that would have to do with like licensing, right? And like, um, what, how much your company decides to take in revenue?
1: Yeah, but this is assuming you get all the 0.0075. Oh,
0: assuming you get all of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, so that seven, that zero or that point seven five, or whatever. How many? I don't even know. But, like, that can still be, di- zero, zero. Oh my bad. But yeah. that can still be divided. From your
1: company to, like,
0: other. So, would that just mean that streaming services get the bulk of the money, or?
1: I don't know exactly how that plays out. I didn't, I had, like, one hour to research all of this. So I was just, like, furiously Uh-oh. scribbling over. Um, but. Yeah, I mean. I mean that's a tiny amount and so that's the reason a lot of artists we've seen the whole streaming debate right where like a lot of artists I think the most noteworthy one again is Taylor Swift she was the one who like took all of her songs down from Spotify and she's like look streaming is bad for us um and it makes sense because at first I was like why would you do that and then I look at these figures and I'm like oh I totally get it because um streaming decreases like physical album sales when people have easier access to your songs from like Spotify SoundCloud or Spotify or even like iTunes or Pandora whatever right people are less likely to like physically buy your album and um as we've established 1,000 album sales will give you significantly more revenue than 1,000 streams.
0: Sad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah I mean I guess streaming also sort of devalues your in uh I guess your hard work as an artist because Mm -hmm. sometimes like if you if you have a song that comes out at a really good time, like maybe it's summertime or something, and it goes on like a hot playlist or something, like these streams also contribute, I think, to like where you go on a music chart, if I'm not wrong. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you like, I'm pretty sure you've heard about this, but I watched a lot of like commentary. Girl, I'm videos.
1: I'm a BTS fan. I know, <laughs> I know about streaming <laughs> and charts. <laughs> I know a I thing know. or two.
0: What is it like, Justin Bieber's Yomi?
1: Yeah. And how he was
0: like really, really trying using very weird methods to like get his <laughs> song to be in a top top five or something yeah it's really weird um <laughs> but yeah because i guess like if you rely too much on like streams and you like try to convince people like that's your main method of like marketing your music um it's sort of like putting away all the hard work you're doing oh yeah and like and... also focusing on on views rather than that so i'm assuming what taylor swift's goal was also besides from streaming like and the Monetary compensation and whatnot is like, I used to preserve her, not yeah, really integrity as an artist. Right. But yeah, like, I mean, she worked hard on that. And so, you mm-hmm. know, the real value of her work is in album sales. Like, if you mm-hmm. really like this artist, if you really care about this artist, you would go and buy their album. Or, I mean, maybe you don't have to, or, you know, listen to their music on YouTube or mm-hmm. support them in a different way, right? Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of, similar to that, like, I, I remember seeing these figures, and I could definitely empathize with the artists, because, like, as you were saying, for getting your, like, worth, be, how, how do I want to word this, um, based on what you were saying, for, like, getting your money's worth, or, like, getting enough money for the amount of work you put in, I could definitely empathize, because, like, I've, started writing songs myself right and like started composing oh
0: yes <laughs> as we know, god yes. it
1: takes so much work like to make mm. one song i'd say even like the most like the smallest time frame in which i could make a song is maybe a month oh, maybe wow. th- not no no that, that's a little too soon i mean I'm, I'm a beginner so it would take quite a while for me but i'm assuming for like bigger more established artists maybe a month to three months right that's a lot of work and if i'm getting 0.0075 fifths of a dollar per stream for something i put one to three months at least work in i'd be mad (laughs) you know like i would want more than i would definitely demand more than that um but on the other side of this debate also i'd like to provide a disclaimer again sorry i'm like Oh, that's talking okay. a lot for this whole episode okay. but um i'd like to provide a disclaimer there is a lot of depth to the streaming debate i'm barely scratching the surface with the facts i'm giving um i am oh, way okay. oversimplifying I mean, this but
0: this is for casual time constraints so casual it's for okay Under
1: time casual. Casual. um Coffee. on the other side of the debate yes <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the debate there are a lot of artists that also like say streaming is good for them and I could also kind of see where they're coming from because if we were still in a place where like music or like you made money off of music solely based on physical sales or like album sales um it would be a lot harder to like become established in the industry you know like that's true I can easily say I owe streaming to discovering again, wording. <laughs> um, I've discovered well over, like, I'd say almost 80% of the artists I listen to through streaming platforms. Like, I would not have heard of them if
0: it weren't for streaming. So. It sort of ties into, like, what we were talking about genre. The like, pirating thing, of, right? Um, I mean, also, like, the fact that, like, when I go onto Spotify, there are playlists of, like, certain, um, certain you know, like, groups of t- types of music. And um, I think, like, one of the Biggest things I noticed about like gr- genre grouping is when I added like a PH1 song to like a song uh, a playlist that I had that was mainly like uh, English music and so like Right when I added that PH1 song like you know how Spotify will like automatically you suggest, you know So if, yeah. if your playlist is too small and stuff All of the suggested songs right after I added that one song were all like in Korean, Korean and some of them were mm-hmm. not even in the genre that he's like a part of. Yeah, so, for real. Like streaming services are, are yeah, are good in a way that they help promote people, but also in the fact that like it's it's very a quick and easy genre. to like generalize. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I guess that's also sort of an issue.
1: hmm Fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean I kind of yeah, the, my my closing remarks for that were basically like streaming it can be beneficial because it gives artists more exposure. Um, versus mm-hmm. if they had to promote only for physical sales. Because um, I feel like a person's going to be a lot more willing to invest, like, four minutes of their life rather than, like, $15 for an album, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so streaming kind, kind of gives you the
1: whole try-before-you-buy type.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Situation of course. With these, like, like, I, like I never buy albums because I'm just, <laughs> I just just don't have money. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Yeah. But also a lot of streams... You know, helps bump your artist up a little bit. So it's still, it's good and bad, of course. Like there's no, yeah, way. Exactly. I don't think there's, there's... really a definite answer.
1: It's a change because some artists way. like earn so much from
0: other stuff. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: right. Um. Okay. Do you have a question you want to ask? No, not so far. Um, okay. My final <laughs> one. I think we're approaching. No, you're good
0: this yes we were approaching,
1: yes, we approaching the end um i don't have a whole lot to say for this one because honestly i kind of knew it was a thing but like i never really thought about it too much um oh, okay. but it was really interesting oh, so it's yeah spicy. one of my fellow music buddies was talking about how like artists sue each other over like scales and chord progressions and like common like oh, musical so- tools or techniques that should mm-hmm. be available to everyone and it's like I didn't know what to say at first but I kind of like went on Google read on a couple of forums there's not a whole lot of information on it on the internet either so I don't
0: have like facts to start us off with but um I think I I watched I I did watch a video about this actually oh okay um so I think it was when juice world passed away if I'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. Um, hopefully hopefully I'm talking about the right thing but there was this one YouTuber who was a fan of this rock band, I think, in the nineties or something. And this band, um, like sued Juice World post his death over oh. a chord progression that was from their song, their song? I think, and from Why one of his you- songs. Or something like that. It was kind of like it was really shameless. Atrocious, it was super terrible. Yeah. Um, but I think this YouTuber was also talking about I believe it's Drew Gooden. I think it's Drew Gooden. Um I believe he was talking about the fact that like um, with chord progressions, there are a lot of common ones that yeah, for do sure. things like sampling and, um, you know, like maybe the producer will add another beat overlaying this sample. That is just so common. Like you're if you are if you think you hear two things that are similar, you're probably right. But it's not that that person copied the other person.
1: It's right. just that and...
0: certain chord progressions are super common. I didn't know this, so that was kind mm-hmm. of interesting to me.
1: I think it's also kind of an issue because you never really know when someone is deliberately like plagiarizing music versus yeah, the slippery slope, just really. accidentally using the same chord progression or like maybe even sampling or like basing their music off of this person's mm-hmm. style right I think that's what creates the whole debate um but yeah it's weird because um I know there's certain instances where like plagiarism is pretty blatant like Ooh, oh yeah, for sure. As much as I love Bollywood, there is so much plagiarism in the industry. Jesus, like everything you've heard has <laughs> copied this- a Western artist at one point. Like it's it's crazy. Um, so there's, I mean, blatant instances of plagiarism a lot of times. But then you have things like chord progressions, right? Like that you were talking about, where it's like. There's only a certain number of chords that sound good together and like are appealing to mainstream audiences. So you're gonna have overlap whether you want to or not. Um, yeah. And it's kind of difficult to like establish that line where it's like, are they copying or are they just yeah, doing I mean, what sounds good and it happens to sound
0: like this other artist. There's also a difference between like sampling and um, outright using I something. guess that, yeah. I mean sampling is a whole other matter oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like a whole other thing that I have like a really divided opinion about but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so since uh, we're wrapping up to the end it seems oh, like okay, it's I that have, time for I have
1: one more thing to add is it okay if I do
0: oh yeah go ahead go ahead
1: okay um this was just like one final little remark I was reading on some forum and I found this interesting um a lot of what we were talking about in terms of examples of like plagiarism and suing and all that stuff like lies mostly in the pop and rock genre specifically, right? Um, again, I'm oh, perpetuating the whole genre thing again, I know, but like for discussion purposes, <laughs> pop and rock. Um, and so someone was asking on the forum why blues artists or like, you know, more folksy type genres don't really have this issue of like suing or like plagiarizing and stuff like that, right? And I just thought this was interesting. Someone in the responses was like blues and rock or not rock, blues and like folk and those kinds of genres. Um, they' are passed through oral tradition, so even nowadays, like oh, imitation is just flattery, not theft. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. versus in like pop and rock, that's not necessarily the case. And those are also those very heavily. Formula, yeah, They're also very heavily mm-hmm. business oriented, so I feel like people are more likely to care that mm-hmm. they're being copied for monetary purposes. Um, so I just thought that was interesting.
0: All right. Go ahead. Are we It seems like it's that time. To so do deep, deep questions with friends. Oh,
1: oh yes. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. I'm prepared. Are you good? I'm not or?
1: prepared. <laughs> um, okay.
0: Are you using I'll the same website? I I just found a different one.
1: Okay, cool. I'll just yeah. find a different one too.
0: Okay. We'll just edit this out.
1: <laughs> mm, oh, this one's for couples. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay let's go
0: i'll just repeat this for editing purposes um yes. it seems like it's that time again everyone it's time for deep questions with friends in which we have existential crises over the very few things that have happened in our lives which is great okay
1: and it's also in a speed round so we don't get to think about speed it round.
0: yeah so we don't get to think okay um what would you truly regret not doing if you died today?
1: Releasing original music, or at least okay. trying. Yeah. yeah, that was quick. All right. <laughs> yes, that Mine's... was quick. Yeah, cool. I'm glad I thought about my regrets in death
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> your okay, life is a one... crisis. Hmm. A crisis.
1: This one's pretty quick too, I guess. Um, we're still pretty young, but what do you miss about being like a kid? Kid.
0: Not worrying about stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my teen years were just wasted on worrying about pointless worrying, things.
1: Jesus, yeah. But
0: now no. that I'm graduating, like, none of those things matter. It's, it's just so temporary. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, there was a pretty good one. Would you enjoy watching a movie made of your life? God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> my I yelling at the screen? For, and, myself,
1: for real, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> does it <laughs>
1: yeah for real it's like no
0: she's gonna get killed now
1: <laughs> metaphorically okay. but yeah um no I wouldn't because my new life mottos don't dwell in the past um that okay. is a very good thing yes uh what is your standard for deciding whether you trust someone or not
0: yeah uh, <laughs> um, honestly like if if someone is transparent with me then um, then I would be willing to be transparent with someone else because I'm not like uh I don't like become very open very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I need to like establish just like a, a good friendship first or a good like acquaintance ship to sort of like be able to <laughs> Right. In that sense. And if like in the case that like I'm working with someone on something, if they can hold up their end of the bargain. And then from mm-hmm. there my impression of you would be pretty good.
1: Uh that's good. Okay. <clears throat> Do you trust me? Uh, <laughs> yes, I've known you since I trust you too. <laughs> yeah, we've we've told each other too much. I feel like if we don't
0: trust each other, that's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh
1: god, uh, middle school
0: flashbacks. Okay, your turn. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not telling in the past, Tonica. We're not doing this. Okay. You're right. Um. So. Okay, what is, advice? Uh, what advice has someone in your family given? And that I have just taken, and that you have just taken now. Like, Ooh. something that, like, someone, yeah.
1: Shoot. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's called Deep Questions with Friends for reasons. I don't know. Like,
1: when you ask this, there's nothing that really comes to mind. I'm sure there are a lot of, like, tiny little lessons that, like.
0: Or maybe, like, not necessarily your family, but, like, is there advice that you've taken from someone, like, just now? Like, that you heard <laughs> before and you were like, no, nah, it's okay. But then, like, now you actually sort of realize
1: I don't know about blatantly disregarding it, but I know my family's definitely told me like to be firm in your decisions and to like stand up for yourself. Like don't let others step on you. And I don't oh, yeah. think, I mean, I kind of like acknowledged that in the back of my mind for a lot of my life, but I never really lived by that. You know, like I've only yeah. just started reaching a point in my life where like, I do have to stand up for myself and I do have to be firm on my opinions. Cause before that it was like, what opinion was there to stand up for, you know?
0: It's true. I mean so, yeah, at least at high school, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's yeah. the one that like is coming to the forefront of my life now. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, let's see. What is the one thing that makes you feel alive? Alive? Alive.
0: Honestly, like I guess it's not anything deep, but just like eating and being able to exercise. Oh, yeah. Because it's like I'm, I'm more conscious of like my time and what I'm doing like for my body and, you know, just for myself while I'm in here. So mm-hmm. just like focusing on the, the small things that keep me like literally alive <laughs> uh, <laughs> are very helpful. Like, that's when good. It, so just have a, like a mindfulness. Yeah. Staying present. Okay, so I guess these will be our last two questions. Yeah, last one. So, okay. What are things that like put you off,
1: that or put I guess me off?
0: like like pet peeve sort of things? The question oh, is really weird.
1: easy. I've been waiting for someone to oh. ask me this because I haven't an oh, answered. Arrogance <laughs> puts me off so much. If I meet an arrogant person, I cannot deal with them for even a minute. Like there are so many different types of people that I can like adapt to be flexible. Like if you're stubborn, I can deal with it. If you're like mean, I can deal with it. But if you're arrogant oh my god it it just irks me so much like i cannot imagine thinking of myself as like superior to someone else and then making a point to like just expound on it you know Mm -hmm. so no when i meet arrogant people i cannot deal with them at all i just can't yeah okay um
0: final question yeah strapping in for this
1: one final question speaking of health and taking care of your body (laughs) Do you oh, have a okay. secret lunch about how you will die?
0: I don't know. I feel like it's going to be something like really, really like ordinary but also really stupid. Like Same. I don't, the other day I was like out jogging and like there's a, there's like um, a like a, a main road here and
1: then mm-hmm. when you
0: go in a little bit there's like a neighborhood, sort of like a cul-de-sac area mm-hmm. and I was like walking in this passage between the cul-de-sac and the road and a car was like, it just drove in front because of me. Is yours getting had, hit by like a car
1: my, too? Because I know that's going to be me.
0: I had like my AirPods in, right? And it, it was like <laughs> probably two feet in front of me. And I just stood there like dumbfounded. I had no reaction. Oh and I was God. like, well, that's nice. <laughs> I should have that taken car. out my AirPods. <laughs> oh my and then I was <laughs> on the sidewalk again. I went back on the sidewalk. And I stood there like staring at the grass because I was like, I literally almost died. Yeah. Oh, and God. if I died it was honestly it's gonna be something super upset no i know back.
1: i know mine's gonna be something related <laughs> That's to a how a I'm car gonna for someone who doesn't drive anywhere like i walk anywhere i need to go if i can so
0: just it's gonna be something focused related focused to a car focused. i
1: just know it all right this is the end of this week's arm bridge podcast hopefully you enjoyed our speed round question session again we tried to make it a little <laughs> bit less existential this time um We'd like to credit a couple. What, what, do we have some websites to credit? I,
0: Forbes, Vox.
1: Thank you to Forbes. Thank you to Vox. Thank you for Goldcast for my questions for our last 10 minutes. Um, yeah. In addition, thank you again to all of our buddies that submitted the questions for the music industry. They were very thought provoking. I really like them. Very thought provoking. Um, <laughs> we hope you continue to listen to us and join us next week for Armbridge. Goodbye.